يا الله أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد أشرف الخلق وسيد المرسلين وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد today we have a very special session of the Friday Forum it's about what's happening in Palestine it's about understanding the history it's about contextualizing the struggle and figuring out what we can do as a community to try to contribute to real change uh, in Palestine. Uh, there's three goals for this um, session, inshallah. We want to gain an appreciation for why Palestine is so special. Why is it different than any other land? That's one. Second thing um, is understanding a little bit about the history of the struggle. And the third thing is, again, figuring out things we can do. Uh, we have our beloved Sheikh with us who, uh, mashallah, the Palestinian cause is something part and parcel with his life mission. Throughout his lifetime, Sheikh Qatanani has raised so much awareness uh, in our community and in many other communities about the cause of Palestine. And, um, you know, he's very vocal. He has a lifetime of experience on this, and I'm hoping really to benefit from his knowledge uh, in this session. It's going to be like an interview format, so I'm going to be asking him questions and hoping that uh, we could all benefit from that, inshallah. And you're all more than welcome to join in asking questions like we normally do with the Slido. I think the link for the Slido is put in the WhatsApp group for the Friday Forum. And um, uh, it's going to be put on the screen over here as well, inshallah ta'ala. Um, so, yeah, feel free to ask questions. And as they come in, uh, I'm going to pick the questions that are most relevant to the subject to ask our beloved Sheikh. But I guess before anything, Sheikh... Um, can we start with a dua for Palestine Amen. and our Amen. brothers and sisters in Gaza? Amen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillah rahman rahim Alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah. Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. This is a moment that requires us to remain steadfast and put our trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be with our brothers and sisters in Gaza. So let us please pray for them, pray for us, pray for the entire world to live in peace and to be in a better shape. Allahumma unsur ahlana fi Gaza, ya Rabbi al-Hamd. Allahumma ayyidhum bimadadik. Allahumma a'inhum wa la tu'in alayhim. Allahumma athirhum wa la tu'atir alayhim. Allahumma zidhum wa la tanqushum. Allahumma inna saluka lahumul rahmah wal maghfirah wal hidayah wal thabat أو العناية والرعاية اللهم كن لهم معينا ومؤيدا وهاديا وناصرا وموفقا يا الله يا الله يسر أمورهم أستر عيوبهم نور قلوبهم اشرح صدورهم اللهم احفظ أبناءهم وبناتهم وأباءهم وأمهاتهم احفظ رجالهم ونساءهم وصغارهم احفظ مساجدهم اللهم احفظ مساجدهم ومستشفياتهم وكنائسهم يا رب العالمين اللهم إنا نسألك لهم الهداية والتوفيق والنجاح والفلاح يا رب العالمين من أراد بهم خيرا فوفقه إلى كل خير ومن أراد بهم شرا فخذه يا مولانا أخت عزيز مقتدر واجعله عبرة لكل معتبر اللهم, اللهم كف عنهم أيد الظالمين اللهم كف عنهم أيد الظالمين وأيد المعتدين وأيد المحتلين إنك على ما تشاء قدير وبالإجابة جدير اللهم عجل 
لهم بالنصر والتمكين والفتح القريب والتحرير يا رب العالمين آمين اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين الله يرضى عليك يا شيخ أسامة وأسأل الله أن يبارك فيكم جميعا We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to reward you all and to give you, inshallah, trust in Allah, faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and to be successful in this world and the hereafter. Ameen, ya Rabbil Alameen. Zakallah khair, Shaykh. Um, the other thing I want to emphasize before into the subject is we as a masjid have been doing a bunch of different things, uh, attacking this issue on different fronts. Through our khutab, mashallah, as khutab that we've been giving are centered on Palestine. Uh, this past Tuesday, we also had a special dua night for Palestine. And um, tonight is another program about providing context to the Palestinian struggle and speaking a little bit about why the waqi' or the reality is the way it is. The masjid actually produced an action um, alert list for Palestine for things that we should be paying attention to as a community. I uh, was going to ask uh, Ibrahim if he could read off what events you need to be aware of and what things you should be doing. Uh, here, you could take this, Ibrahim. Just really quickly, inshallah, as uh, Sheikh Hussama mentioned, we have a lot going on uh, this coming weekend or this weekend. Uh, starting with tonight, we have the Friday Forum, of course. Tomorrow at Fajr, we will have buses at ICPC Clifton. I mean, ICPC Patterson, sorry. At Fajid, you can register there or you can register through the Facebook. I think there's like a, a flyer there or through the newsletter. It's $50 at Fajid, sharp, and they'll go to D.C. for the D.C. rally, inshallah. Highly recommended for everyone to attend. And then you'll be, go, you'll be brought back, inshallah, to ICPC Patterson. That same night, we'll have a qiyam for Gaza. There will be a talk uh, with Sheikh Usama, Ustad Zaid, and Sheikh Yasser Fahmi. That'll start right after Isha, so 7.40 inshallah and that'll go for a couple of hours it won't go for the entirety of the night um, it'll go just for a couple of hours inshallah and then on sunday we have the patterson rally which is on gold ave and palestine way main street that'll be another rally so if you can't attend everything i know it's a lot of things try to pick one out try to pick two things um, show up show your support inshallah and also this is very important if you have an incident to report please report that incident. You could report it on care-nj.org slash report an incident. Um, that, that's also on the announcements page for ICPC in the emails and everything. I know a lot of us know people or have personally experienced some sort of uh, case or some sort of incident or some sort of discrimination. So please report it because care is, is meticulously reporting every single thing and compiling this list nationwide. So it's very important for us to come together as a community. Barakallahu feekum. With that, tafadalu. Jazakallah khair, Akhi Ibrahim. Allah yibarik feekum. Sheikh, I wanted to uh, start off with addressing um, something that could connect us to Palestine. Uh, I, you know, before I ask you the question, Sheikh, by a show of hands, uh, how, many of, how many of you here were born in Palestine? Raise your hand. Raise your hand if you were born in Palestine. We have a few people. Your right. father. Your father. How many of you your are uh, Palestinian? You're like born in America, but you're originally Palestinian. Raise your hand. Okay. Uh, how many of you are non-Arab? Raise your hand if you're not Arab. Raise your hand. How many of you are Arab, but uh, not Palestinian, a different type of Arab? Raise your hand. We got a bunch. We got a nice mix in here. 
um, of different uh, categories from within our community. So, Sheikh, the question is, you know, and I want you to see if, if the first one's going to be light. From your personal experience as someone, Sheikh, you're from Nablus, right? Nablus? Uh, or from around Nablus? I, I will tell you the truth after. <laughs> so, uh, from your personal experience, we want to connect to Ard Palestine and the Blessed Land. What yeah. makes it special? أول شيء السلام عليكم ورحمة الله جزاك الله خير شيخ أسامة الله بليس يو يو نو شيخ أسامة فروم وير فيرست أني بادي نوز يو سي نو بادي نوز ات از يور بروبلم ايم اوريجينلي فروم 48 جراوندز اي نو عنابة عنابة لايك مي اي ام فروم يازور سو هي از ريفيوجي يعني هي ليفت فلسطين ان 1948 هيز جراند فادر اوف كورس ام ماي جراند فادر From Annaba, I, uh, my grandfather left Yazur in 1948. Uh, I am originally from Yafa, which is a village near Yafa. It is called Yazur. Yazur, one of very ancient cities in the world, from the Asr al-Hajari, Sheikh. From the Stone Age. From Stone Age. And... Uh, my grandfather left to one of the villages near Al-Khalil. Al-Khalil. Its name, Zakaria. Maybe somebody knows that village. Because they're uncles from Zakaria. Then they left to Al-Khalil. They lived in Al-Khalil for 12 years. My father, when he left Yazur, he was 12 years old. My uh, uncles together around 10 between male and female. So they left 10 now together around maybe with the children and grandchildren around 200. So the Palestinians, mashallah, <laughs> alhamdulillah, we are the best people in increasing numbers. They have a lot of babies, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Our mothers love children more than fathers. Allah yirda alayhim. Alhamdulillah. The best mothers in the world. All of you. Then my father left Al-Khalil to Nablus. I was born in Nablus. At that time, my father was or in, was living in one of the villages near Nablus. It's name Akraba. He lived there 20, 12, 12, 10 years. Uh, so when my mother went to Nablus to visit her aunt, uh, returning back from Hajj, she, she, she uh, gave birth. So it is called, I, I was born in Nablus, but at that time, my father was living in one of the villages. It's name Akraba. Then, my mother asked my father to, to live in a refugee camp. Allah, may Allah forgive her. She asked her, leave Akraba and go, because she wants to live near her mother. So we live in a refugee camp from, from 1967 until now. My family is still in a refugee camp. My brother, my two brothers, my... So we, I was born 
in, under the occupation, and I was born also, I was, uh, I was raised under the occupation and in a refugee camp. I went to Norway schools, it was not easy life. It was very hard, very difficult. You can imagine. Sheikh, uh, uh, you said it's called UNRWA? UNRWA, the United Nations schools. That's what we're hearing about in Gaza yeah. now? Yes, the same schools which are targeted by the bombs of Israeli uh, army. Uh, we lived in very hard time. From 67, I was three years old at that time, so you know when I was born. Uh, you don't know, right? 1964, yani. Yeah. MashaAllah. Like very people, So, 1967, when we live, I remember my and the occupation when Israeli uh, uh, soldiers came to my to first to the village which we were there and I was three years old but I could not forget that time until this moment I remember everything when even three years but I remember when the soldiers came to the to the village and they uh, occupied our houses they put the men uh, out of the village and then we went to, as I said, to refugee camp. Since then, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to free our land, to free our, our... So we have two things. We have the occupation. Second, we have also the right of returning back to Yazur and Yafa. This is my right and the right of anyone who was taken out from his own house. My amma, amti, or my aunt, now she is around 90 years old. And she has uh, a video. I wish that we have time. Can I put it there? She is talking about her story. How did she leave her house? And I returned back with her in 1976, visiting my house, my grandfather's house. I remember that story when she visited the house, crying all the time. She... She, she was kissing the trees, the ground, the doors, everything in, in the village. And until this moment, she has the hope to return back to their house. She has the key of the house and she did not leave the key from her hizam, always in her belt, carrying that key until this moment. Her name is Hajj Halima. If you go to, to YouTube, you will find her video. Inshallah, maybe we can post it in the WhatsApp Inshallah. So it is my father lived all his life with the hope to return back. But we know that it is very hard. It is very complicated cause. It is not easy issue. I lived under the occupation in a refugee camp. F uh, in the first grade, second grade, third grade, fourth grade, until the 12th grade. I left Palestine in 1982 to go to 
to study Sharia in the uh, university. Yeah? I left in 1982 to study Sharia. You can imagine what kind of hardships I left my family behind me. The soldiers coming every day, uh, beating the children, uh, making what is called mani'at tajawwal. I don't know what is mani'at tajawwal. Curfew. Curfew. And taking any child to the jail without any reason, coming to the schools, entering the school, taking any child, putting him in the jail, beating him in front of other students. And sometimes, sometimes a child who's four or six years old, he threw a stone on Tawriya Israeliya, Israeli army. It is a child with five years old. You know what happened to the, to the whole camp that day? It will be in a very difficult time. Uh, curfew, beating the men and uh, following the youth, the young men. And just, I can remember one, يعني, I, the incidents which are uh, in my mind thousands, wallahi, wallahi, thousands of incidents. You can imagine, for, for example, in the 12th grade, at the time of Tawjihi, Tawjihiya al-Amma, we were in the Imtihanat Nisf al-Sana, the uh, tests in, in the middle of the year. I was studying for the exam next day, and it was 4, p, uh, 4 a.m. before Salat Fajr. Because the whole night studying, you know, at 4 a.m., I heard some of the sound fashaka, gun gunfire, one or two gunfire for one or two fires. I saw fashkatin. At that moment, I know that there is no exam tomorrow. The curfew will happen, and what we will see. Really, I went to sleep because I know there is خلاص معنوم تحت وأساسي. I went to sleep. Within one hour, the soldiers came to the camp. They uh, make the siege around the camp, and in the speakers, asking all men and youth from 12 to 70 years to go, to go out of the of the houses. Wallahi ma hasal illa hath. Fakat bas min shua illa huwa fashaka, gunfire. And they, it was in January, very cold season. They put us until around يعني, two hours, three hours from five. Uh, my brother came to me and he said, please wake up, come. If they entered the house and they found me, Allah yastur, I swear by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I left the door of the house, I found the soldiers in front of the house. Wallahi, they hit me and my brother with many kaf and many asai wa shallut. Just 
هكذا with no reason just that and to understand what is going on in Gaza now it is the same story the same narrative and this is the occupation the, the worst occupation in the world it is not a peaceful occupation it is not a beautiful occupation it is a real occupation with very ugly ways of torturing the Palestinians young or old then subhanallah one two hours they said go home after two hours they asked us to go outside and we stayed in the cold and without food without even allowing us wallahi to go to the bathroom from 8 a.m until salat al-isha we are out this is the story of every day in Palestine, in the camps, in, and you can imagine, this is in the around, this, this was in 82, at the 81, 82. This is the story of our people in Palestine, suffering every day. May Allah help him, help them, may Allah bless them. You can imagine now what is going in Gaza, what is going in Tulkarim, in Jenin, in Nablus. This occupation, is not uh, occupation, uh, a normal occupation. It is occupation with, with humiliation, and people are suffering day and night. I don't know if people know about the suffering of people there. When some of you go, uh, went in the summer visiting their houses, they saw what is going on. Uh, one of the journalists, I think her name is uh, Wilson, I forgot, but she has a website, it's named If Americans Knew. She was one of the supporters of Israeli occupation, but she visited Palestine, then she returned back and she said, If, Palestine, if Americans Knew, if, you, if the Americans Knew what is going on, and the humiliation, and the torturing, the aggression, the oppression of the Israelis against Palestinians, they will change their minds. So it is our job, our responsibility to change the narrative and let people to know that Palestinian people still under occupation for more than 75 years. 75 years. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to free our people in Palestine and to give us the right to return back to our homes and to our villages haqq al-awda inshallah Sheikh, your question Zakala khair for this response and I can't imagine how someone would put their hands on someone like you um, or someone like a little kid like you said these aren't things that we hear about in the news um, but the question here is why should every single one of us here be connected to Palestine, whether I'm Palestinian or not. What connects me to it? Why is it a special land? Or is this just a struggle between a people and their oppressors, Palestinian people and the Jews or, is it, or and the Israelis? Or is it something that affects every Muslim? Very important question. Very important question. First, we have to take this question as what is our obligation toward oppressed people, people who are under aggression, oppression, 
for 75 years. If I see non-Muslim under occupation and under aggression and oppression, I have to stand up for him and I have to do something regarding that. It is forbidden to see somebody oppressed without helping him. It is forbidden according to my, our faith. According to our human being, our human being uh, rules and manners. As a human being, I can't see a person who is thirsty without watering him, who is hungry without feeding him, without shelter, without sheltering him. I have to help people. This is one. Second, Muslims are brothers and sisters. And Rasul said, Unsur help your brother regardless he is oppressed or oppressor. They said, if he is oppressed, we know how to help him. So it, we have to help our brothers who are oppressed. But how can we help if he is oppressor? He said, prevent him from oppression and from aggression. So we have to help our brothers there. It is al-Muslim al Muslim. The Muslim is his, the brother of every Muslim. I have to help my brothers everywhere, anywhere, as a human being, as Muslims, as Arabs, and also as Palestinians. I am a Palestinian. I can't leave my brothers and sisters and my family without, without helping them. If I don't do that, Allah will ask me in the judgment day. And it is very, it is haram. It is forbidden to neglect and to deny the rights of your brothers and sisters, and this is one of your rights. Second, it was agreed upon all the scholars, all the ulama of Muslim ummah, that Palestinian cause is a holy cause, is a cause of aqidah and faith and iman. Why? Because of al-Masjid al-Aqsa. Al-Masjid al-Aqsa is a part of our faith. It is a part of the Quran. It is in Surah Al-Isra. It is Masra al-Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It is the Masra of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It is the first Qibla. It is the second Masjid. Masjid al-Haram, Masjid al-Aqsa. It is the second Masjid was built by the angels on this earth and by the prophets and the messengers. And it is the third Masjid which we have to travel, to visit, and it is the masjid which, which if you pray one salah as if you pray 500 prayers in any other masjid except the masjid al-haram and masjid al-aqsa and masjid al-nabawi, masjid al-rasul so for all these things it is a part of our faith and you, when you read surah al-isra surah al-isra you understand that Allah subhanahu wa mentioned surah al-isra and mentioned the corruption of the sons of Israel in Surah Al-Isra to connect between Masjid Al-Haram and Masjid Al-Aqsa and to connect Masjid Al-Aqsa with the corruption of Bani Israel. The Crusaders occupied Palestine for more than around, around 100 years or 90 years. Allah freed it by Salah al-Din. And it is known in the history. But now... Uh, Allah SWT did not mention that time, but Allah mentioned this time in Surah Al-Isra. Everybody has to read Surah Al-Isra. And why Allah SWT mentioned the first promise and the second promise? Wa'du al-ula, wa'du al-akhirah. 
And the ulama said, many of ulama said, this is wa'du al-akhirah. Sheikh Sharawi, Sheikh Ahmed Nawfal, most of the ulama said, this is wa'du al-akhirah. Subhanallah, it is mentioned in the Quran. Why? Because, because, Allahu a'lam, Allahu a'lam, because the, the corruption which is established and built by the occupiers and by the Zionists, especially, not only in Palestine, but unfortunately, unfortunately everywhere. The corruption which you see there and everywhere, the liars, the lies, the lies, fabricating stories and lied narrative, it, it, it makes us feel that this cause is related to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you as, as a believer connected to this cause as you are connected to Surah Al-Isra. You are connected to Al-Aqsa because you are connected to your faith and to your I mean, It is a part of your aqidah and iman. You can't forget Al-Aqsa. You can't. Now Al-Aqsa is under the oppression, the occupation, and you know what is going on every day. Unfortunately, it is in danger. And what is going on now is a, is a serious matter, Sheikh Osama. It is very serious matter. So, there are many plans by them to destroy Al-Aqsa. And it is real. It is not just talks. They plan to destroy Al-Aqsa. So we ask Allah to protect Al-Aqsa. It is a part of our faith and aqidah and two billion Muslims will never accept Masjid Al-Aqsa to be destroyed or to be treated in any other way. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made us the guards of Al-Aqsa. And we will take care of it. So my advice to my brothers and sisters, first, to know the, their relationship with Al-Aqsa as believers, and second, to read about the history of Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa. Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa is different than what they, they call Temple Mount, or the Temple, or they want. This is, they, we believe that these are Asatir and Khurafat, Sheikh. And the ulama, ulama wrote many books about there is nothing there related to the Temple, which they claimed. Nothing, historically. And Israel Shahak, one of the historians, Israeli historians, he wrote a book and he said, after 20, 30 years of digging in Al-Quds and under the, uh, the, the Masjid Al-Aqsa, we did not find any issue related to the temple or Al-Ma'bad or something. Zero. Zero. That place is Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa and it was Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa from يوم خلق الله السماوات والأرض. Now, 
this issue, by the way, is one of the very uh, complicated issues now and behind many of conflicts and problems. And we will see, unfortunately, this if, we, if the people don't reach to something accepted by Palestinians because they are, they are the people of the land. Palestinians are the people of the land. They tried now to say Palestinians are not the, the owners of the land. They tried to say Palestinians came from anywhere, from somewhere. Palestinians there in Palestine, they said Israel is there for 3,500. We tell them that Palestinians there from Yawm Khalaqallahu Palestine fi Palestine. Palestinians, the first people who built Or Shalim, Or Salim, according to the Hebrew language. By the way, that name is called by the Canaans. The Canaans are Arabs, Arabs who built Al-Quds. And Sayyidina Ibrahim, who came from Iraq to Jerusalem, according to the Torah and to the historians, he found Al-Malaki <coughs> Sadiq, one of the kings, uh, or the king of the Canaans, who built Al-Quds, and they found he, he was welcomed by the Canaans and Sayyidina Ibrahim was يعني, even when he was buried in Al-Khalil he bought his grave this is according to the Torah so you can say they are the Israelis are the first people who uh, lived who lived in Palestine that is false wrong information, the right information, Arabs, the Canaans, the Arab Canaanians, who be, be, were there before Al-Ibraniyin and before Sayyidina Ibrahim and before Sayyidina Musa Now the relationship, Sheikh Usama, our relationship with Ibrahim as the relationship with any of the sons and children of Ibrahim. If you say, we are the children of Ibrahim, we say, we are the children of Ibrahim. If you say, we believe in Ibrahim, we believe in Ibrahim. If you say, we believe in Moses, we believe in Moses. We believe in Joseph. We believe in Dawood, and Sulaiman. Those prophets and messengers are our prophets and messengers. So you can't say, we are the people of Al-Quds. We are also the people of David, Sayyidina Dawood. They considered Dawood as a king. We consider him as a prophet. They consider Suleiman Solomon as a king and a magician. We consider him a great messenger and prophet. So our relationship with the history of all prophets and messengers are stronger than anybody else. And when they say this Palestine is the promised land for them, we say, read the Torah itself. And I am ready to challenge them by the Torah itself which is called that land is a promised to your to your offspring Ibrahim and after in the, the second verse in the Torah which is considered now the, anyhow it, there is a say a, a statement or a verse saying 
Ismail is from your nasil, ya Ibrahim, from your offspring. So you can say that the promise is for you. And if Allah promised any nation to take a land, can they occupy the land of others? And to take them from their homes and uh, make ethnic cleansing for all people there? And this is what happened sure. to Palestinians. This, according to the teachings of Allah, to the teachings of Ibrahim and Musa and Isa, as a corruption, as a facade, and Allah mentioned that, What Shaykh. is the result? Read Surah Al-Isra. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promised us, inshallah, Palestine will be free very soon, inshallah. Ya Rabbi, inshallah. Shaykh, um, uh, just so everyone understands uh, some of the key things relating to Palestine and its recent history, um, we hear about certain dates, uh, 1948, 1967, 1973. We also hear about certain terms like the West Bank, um, Gaza Strip. We hear that there's Arabs living in Israel, two million Arabs who live in what they refer to as Israel um, today. What is all this? What are these dates? What their what's their significance? Uh, how many of you guys have seen that map of Palestine over the years uh, by a show of hands, uh, 1948-1967 onward? All of you guys. Uh, why is the map of where the Palestinians are shrinking from 48 to 67 to 73? Like, what's, what's, what's all this about? I know it's a lot of history, but what's the most important things that we should know about these things? Jazakallah khair, Shaykhim. Look, my brothers and sisters, first of all, everyone has to study and read and learn about, about the history of Palestine. Everyone. Every Muslim, every human being. And my advice to everyone to be connected to this, to this cause. Everybody to be connected. This cause will teach your children, will teach people to be honest, to be fair, to be just, and to be with justice everywhere, anywhere, for everybody. It is the cause of values, of humanity, of honor, of iman. Let me first read, please, some books about, or, some, or go to the internet. And be, be, be careful, because internet is full of other narrations. Be careful. So when you go, for example, yeah, my advice, for example, go to AMB website. AMB website. And they will transfer you to many other uh, websites. That's American Muslims for American Palestine, American Muslims right? for Palestine. Yes. You will find many about uh, Nakba, about Naksa, about... So what is in Nakba? Uh, the 1948, especially when uh, in, uh, in May 14, the British occupation, uh, was finished. 15, May 15, Israel uh, declared the establishment so wait, of Britain, Israel. Britain was in Palestine. In Palestine. Why was it there? Uh, after 19, 
After World War I. Okay. When they declined, all the countries, Palestine, Masr, Iraq, Saudi, all these countries became under the colonialism, Britain, Italy, Syria, and so on. Syria, France, and all these countries became under the occupation and the colonialism of Europe. And in 19, uh, from in, in 1917, there is something is called Wa'd Belfort, the declaration or the, the declaration of Belfort. Belfort was the prime ministry of, of British, Britain. And he said, uh, if we win in the war against uh, Germany and uh, Ottoman Empire, we, the the king of Britain will give Palestine to the Jews. And this is called Wa'ad Belfort or the Declaration of Belfort. So you understand what is it? It was in 1917 and it was in November. So at that time, Sheikh, there was no Jews in Palestine? At, at, before, in that time before, the number of Jews in Palestine, whole Palestine, 5,000 people. 5,000 people. Until, until 19, maybe 25, only 5,000 people. Wow. 90% uh, of, of, of the uh, people of Palestine were Muslims. Uh, maybe 10% or less uh, Christians and very 1% Jews. At that time, Palestinians were less than, or less than 2 million, maybe 1 million and uh, you can say one million and a half. The whole Palestinians in Palestine, the West Bank, Gaza, and Palestine 48. From the, when they occupied Palestine, the Sami, Samuel, who was the head of the occupation, a British occupation for Palestine, was Jew. And he brought the settlers from all over the world to live in Palestine. Mahad Ziyada. So they came to Palestine from Europe, Poland, from Britain, from, and they did everything to make them uh, transfer to Palestine. Until 1948 or 47, there, uh, they were less than according to my memory, less than 20%. يعني حتى كان 80% فلسطينيين, Christians and Muslims. And some of them Druze and other uh, groups. SubhanAllah, Sheikh, I looked at the number today um, and what I saw was it's almost now 50%, 50%. Yeah, I saw that there was 3 million Palestinians in the West Bank, 2 million in Israel, and 2 million in Gaza. And almost similar number. 
So over the years, was there a siyasa and a politics to try to get Palestinians out of Palestine to go to Jordan or to Syria or to Lebanon or to other places outside? Now, after 1948, Sheikhna, uh, the Palestinians left their homes, of course, by force, by massacres. It happened by the Yassin, the Yassin massacre. Kibya, Kufur Qasim, and other. So Palestinians left Palestine, and some of them lived in Gaza. And 70% of Gazan people now are refugees from, 19, from 1948. 70%. Of course, evacuated. Or hatta expelled. Jews expelled. They had been expelled from their homes. The word is expelled. And turidu tardan wa ukhriju ikhrajan. Absolutely, we did not leave by, by choice. We had been taken from our house by force, by killing, by massacres, and by ethnic cleansing. And 800,000 Palestinians had been expelled from their homes, Palestine. And as I said, my family, one of these house, home, Sheikh, these houses. Sorry, there's just a Jeep uh, Wrangler that's blocking. Uh, it's N36RWW. It's a white Jeep Wrangler. If you could please move your car. Jeep Wrangler, whoever has that. Sheikh, uh, is it true, like we're hearing like that over the years, they would just come to some Palestinians who have a house and they would kick them out yeah. and they would put Jewish settlers instead of them? M my house, my grandfather's house, is occupied by a, a Jewish family. I am sorry, I, don't, I want to say it, from Morocco. Moroccan <laughs> Jews. They came and they, until this moment, live in my grandfather. My grandfather built his house. It was very uh, in, uh, renovated and it was ready. SubhanAllah. They w had been expelled out from the house and it was uh, occupied by another family and when I visited that house with my aunt and my father and some of my uncles we saw that family there. There were 500 towns and they were destroyed in 1948. Hey. <clears throat> like the towns, the towns, that they were destroyed. Now, 500 towns, towns cities, towns, villages, had been destroyed completely. Yafa, Haifa, Tel Aviv is called Tel Rabi'a. Tel Rabi'a, Qariya, Tel Aviv, Abib Tel Aviv is Hebrew name, but the, the real name, the Arabic name is Tel Rabi'a. Tel Rabi'a. It is not Tel Aviv, anyhow, which is the, يعني بعتبروها العاصمة تبعت. فلسطين 48, as I said, Yani was uh, the establishment of and uh, the declaration of Israel, Israel uh, 1967. the whole Palestine, the historical Palestine, was occupied except Gaza and Gaza Strip and West Bank including Al-Quds, was not occupied. In 1967, the, the old Palestine, the historical Palestine, was occupied 
including West Bank and uh, and Al Quds and Gaza. Sheikh, um, uh, we hear uh, that in the West Bank, it's not the, the oppression is not just in Gaza. That in the West Bank, that there's these walls around cities, that there's checkpoints. Uh, we hear that some people say that there's certain streets that are exclusive for uh, certain roads that are only for Israelis and Palestinians cannot. No, is this true, Sheikh? Inshallah. I'll try, inshallah, bi with Sheikh Osama to bring somebody to talk about all these issues uh, because I think they can express their ideas and thoughts better than me. Inshallah, they will talk about Al-Sur, Al-Sur, Al-Apartheid, Siege. All, you know, all the Palestinian cities now are surrounded by walls. Any city. You can't leave the city without what we call it there, al-maqsum, our checkpoints. You can't move in Palestine. So it is a prison. If you live in Palestine, you are in an open prison. Two million, 2.2 and more Gazan people are under the siege and in, in a, a, a prison 24 hours for 70 years. Yani you can say from 53 years, from 67, or, or 50, because Gaza Strip was occupied in 50s, not in 67. But uh, it was after the second uh, occupation was in 67. Father Sheikh. The walls, of course. Like imagine here, if you live in a caged communities, caged communities that have a cage, this is exactly what they're doing to all the towns in Palestine. You know, Abu Ibrahim, Abu Ibrahim, some families, the, the wall cut some houses from the middle of the house. Some families, the uncle in this side and the father from the other side. This is what is going on there, Sheikh Man. They can't. They don't. You know. So for anyone who can't hear, he said Palestine was fully furnished. There was airports. There was railways. The East Bank. So Jordan is the East Bank because of the Nahar, the Jordan River. Jordan. Yeah. 
Okay. Abu Ibrahim is from one of the villages near Ramallah. It's named Burqa. You can see this story from any Palestinian person. He, yani, the suffering, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the humiliation, you will find it there is un unbelievable. Every moment, every day, you can't leave your city, you can't leave your village without checkpoint. They can, allowing you, they can return back you. All the cities are surrounded with settlers and settlements. They steal houses every day. They steal mountains every day. They burn uh, trees every day. This is the living... So, Sheikh, is, is the goal um, for Jerusalem, Quds, for example... Is the goal through these settlements to try to push the Palestinians out of Jerusalem slowly to make it very difficult it for them to live there uh, so that they'll have to leave their homes? You know, the most or the worst suffering for any Palestinian in Palestine is in Jerusalem, the Jerusalem people. The Jerusalem, the Maqdisiyin are under uh, in any type you can imagine of stealing their houses, cleans, uh, ethnic cleansing. And you remember the house of Muhammad al-Kurd and his sister and what is called Sheikh uh, Jarrah. You remember the story of Sheikh Jarrah. But if you read about any house in Silwan or in Al-Quds, you will find the same story of Sheikh Jarrah. You remember Yaqub, when that one of our sisters said, why you, why you took my house? Why you steal my house? He said, if I don't steal it, somebody else will steal it. He said it. They are thieves. They are thieves. They took the houses of I want to tell you something. Uh, when I want to leave Palestine, any Palestinian in West Bank or in Gaza before in the six, in 70s or 80s, I need a permit. It is called Tasrih. I can't go outside Palestine without a permit. Right? You remember. That permit, I can't leave Palestine except by permit. Yes, that's good. I take the permit from Shorta al-Israeliyah, from Israelis, to leave my, my, my Must Bank and to go to Jordan as I left in 1982. I can't return back except by another permit. Sometimes they say, we don't give you the permit to come back. I have the permit. For example, you have to return back within six months. If you did not return back within six months, they took you took from you the residency. You are not resident at all after. To know, wow. do, so, do you know, so if you're gone for six months, you lose your citizenship. Listen, look, they say put laws. If you, for example, you have to return back within six months. If you if you can't, you have to renew that permit.
if you did not rent in yet you you lose your residency in Palestine wow. if you want to come back you need al-shimil. you need an, uh, another way of of يعني, uh, impossible situation in this case 800,000 800,000 Palestinians uh, uh, lost their residency and their permits. So, Sheikh, this is Abu Ibrahim is one of them. And Abu Ibrahim, I, I am in 1993. I left in 1987. I have the right. I have the right to because at, at that time they changed to three years. But you have to return back with it. After three years, you have the right to renew one, to renew two, to renew three. If you did not return back, you will never return back to Palestine. That's it. You can't return back to your home. You can't return back to your village, to your father, mother. And what they do now, this is another story. When you return back, they make it very hard to you to return back. Until, because you are a student or a worker in Saudi Arabia or Al Khalij or America, sometimes you can't return back according to the permit. So you lose your iqama and your tasrih. And when you return back, it is another story. Sometimes they put you for hours and hours waiting and waiting, and sometimes they put you in the jail for two months, three months, for no reason. I am sorry to say that in 1993 I was put in the jail for three months. Just to renew my permit. To renew my permit. I return back to renew my permit. So, Sheikh, here's a, here's a big question. Um, this issue has been going on for generations, and there's been so much talk about politics throughout the years. Why on earth have, hasn't there ever been a political solution all the way until now? For us listening from outside, we wonder, is this all just a game um, to prolong the struggle? Is it a game by Israel to just prolong it and prolong it until a day comes when there's no more Palestinians in Palestine? Or is there a legitimate reason why the politics have been delayed? Look, uh, Palestinians accepted peace process since 70s, Shafi. They accept. Yes, we were, يعني, we did not accept it completely, but the, especially PLO, Palestinian Liberation, uh, Palestinian Liberation Organization, accepted to make negotiation. And uh, you remember, that always Israel doesn't want to give anything. They want what they call peace, but without giving anything. You remember Camp David and the Sadat, when he visited Palestine at that time, and they accepted what is called Al-Hukm al-Dhati. You know Al-Hukm al-Dhati, Sheikh? Self-government. Self-government. Yani into fakat hukum dati. You are responsible of baladiyat, wal streets, wal kahraba. Just that. Hadi it is um to have a country, to have a state, it is not in their mind at all. So the Palestinians refused that. It came the first 
Intifada. It was in 1987. And it uh, continued six years until 1993. It was in a, ended with Oslo. Oslo, unfortunately, I am against Oslo from day one. I don't believe in Oslo because Oslo was not in the favor of Palestinians at all. And the history proved that. Sheikh, just so everyone understands, the Oslo Accords, what is that? That's what ended the Intifada? That was an agreement? The agreement between PLO and, uh, and the Israelis, Israelis, which made the Palestinians return back to the home, yeah, very few number, very little number from the Sultan return back to Palestine, and they had they established what is called the Sultan for Otania Palestinia. And we wish that they did not return back. We are at home marriage, we are at home marriage, they they unfortunately they were not in the favor of Palestinians at all, because they are under the pressure of America and Europe and Israel. You have to do one, two, three, four, five, and they did everything, and they got nothing. They got zero. More settlements, more suffering for Palestinians. They, even until this moment, they did not take anything. We don't have, they said, uh, after 1993, within I think, I think five years, the Palestinian states will be established. We are now after how many years? 93, 30 years. We did not, the last solution. We don't have uh, Palestine, we don't have Dawla, we don't have a state. They did not pull out from West Bank, or even Gaza. Gaza, by the way, they... Uh, left Gaza, but the occupation is still there. The sea is occupied. The air is the summer. The sky is, is occupied. The water is occupied. They are... The electricity too, Sheikh. The electricity. Everything is occupied in Gaza. They can't do anything at all. They don't have... They are not free as you, you think Sheikh, that... there was a second intifada after that? The second intifada came because of uh, Sharon when he visited Masjid Al-Aqsa, Masjid Al-Aqsa, and it started, and it uh, continued for a few years, and after that it stopped with the election, which uh, in 2006, 2006, the election in Palestine, West Bank, and Gaza, and Hamas won in that election, but after that, you know what happened. Uh, there was Hamas went to Gaza. Yeah, there was to Gaza, and and the Sultan stay in West Bank, and we are in the fraction now since 2006. And this is very complicated issue, and we ask Allah Subhanahu wa Taala to solve it by His way, not our way. Father Sheikh, Father Ibrahim.
صحيح. So September 2000 is when the second intifada started and it lasted for a few years. And the current division, yes. Yes. I think I think we're very important. Inshallah, one day to bring some of our brothers like Abu Ibrahim and to get there also some experience and their stories. Inshallah. Sheikh, we have a big question here. Um, now there's a lot of youth here in the audience, and there we're between sadness and anger. There's a lot of emotions. Now you gave us a lot of information about the historical context of Palestine. But now the big question is, Sheikh, um, what do you think we should be doing? Look. What should the youth be focused on? First, you know, what's, you know, how can I really make a difference? First, first, number one, education and knowledge. Please read at least 10, 20 books about the history of Palestine and, uh, and uh, see some videos or lectures and you will find a lot. Inshallah, I will send to Sheikh Osama some of these books uh, to read about the history, the old history and the new history. Ah, uh, Sayara? Okay. Uh, is that the Jeep Wrangler? Uh, someone has a white Jeep Wrangler that's blocking uh, the road. So please, N28, uh, or it's blocking another car, RXR. Please move it. Jazakumullah khair. So, Sheikh, that's the first thing. We need so to educate like, ourselves. Educate ourselves. More lectures, more workshops. We don't want to have this alert only when we have wars, when we have uh, problems. Please read and read, and it is a part of your responsibility. This is one. And I am, sh I am sure. I am sure that uh, we have lack of, in, of knowledge and information about this. Inshallah, inshallah. Tfadr, Sheikh. Read, verify. Jazakallah khair. Absolutely. Who, Sheikh, but part of the anger is, and you know, I want you to address this, Sheikh. Uh, why are we so angry? when the youth, we see the news and we see the politics. And it doesn't make sense to us. Why is there so well, it much... It is a part of education. We well, have why is there to so learn. much bias? We have to learn why America supports Israel. We have to know why British, why France, why Europe behind 
this uh, occupation. We have to learn why. It is. It needs, wallahi, some lectures. Hey. Inshallah, we would bring some people to explain why Britain... Uh, we have to study Zionism. the Zionism and Hakam Herzl when he established this and what are the goals of the Zionism. We have to read. How did they influence Europe between 1856 to 1860? Uh, there is a book only about this time. They changed Europe after that. They believed that we have to establish uh, we have to help them. And by the way, the first one who promised to support Israel, to all, or the Israelis, to establish their uh, country was Napoleon. Before uh, Belfort. Wow. We have to study that. We so have Zionism and Judaism, they're different, Shaykh? Different, absolutely What's different. What's the difference between Zionism and Judaism? For example, not all Jews are Zionists. Uh, you know, uh, Natori Karta movement, the Jews who are uh, who come to the uh, our rallies, our demonstrations, they are Jews, but they are against the occupation. They're the religious Jews. They are very religious, very religious, and they believe that it is forbidden in their faith to establish Israeli state. And they said it is forbidden in our faith to establish, except with the Messiah. So they had, they are, I want to, to say, I, as I said, I was raised in Nablus. We have there uh, Jews who are called Assamiriyin, our Sumara. Go to Al-Jazeera uh, and open that Palestinians or the Sumara or Samira or Jews in Nablus. You will see they are almost like Muslims. They are like Arabs. They were our neighbors. Until this moment, they are Palestinians. They don't believe in the state of Israel. They consider themselves Palestinians. And so that's the Samurai Jews? Samurai Jews, yeah. Okay. Until this moment, in Palestine, and they are considered Palestinians. We don't have any conflict between Arabs or Jews or Palestinians or Christians. Muslims, when they were in Palestine, they protected the Jews. They protected the Christians. They protected the, the, uh, the, the churches. They protected the all, all uh, tribes of, of all, all, all groups like Druze and they, they lived in our in Muslim world without any type of, of uh, oppression. Uh, oppression to any group. This is, this is our history. This is our history. So uh, I want to, to return back to the, you know, read as much as you can and uh, educate yourself and also don't follow your anger. Don't follow your anger. Control your anger. We don't want to be controlled by anger and to do something wrong. We live in America and we have very wide uh, ways of changing the narration, the narrative, uh, and to educate people around us 
about the Palestinians and about Palestine, about the rights, we have to reach. And it is for young men. Please register for vote. Register to vote. And you saw those people who did not condemn the war against our people in Gaza. We have to hold them for accountability. We have to stand up for our rights. We have to talk to them. We have ants also. Please, if you can write any story, any page about Palestinian case or cause, please do that. I want our daughters, our brothers to have the ability to write books, to write in the newspapers, on the social media, and let people to understand what is going on. We have to even, أي طريقة to educate other people is very uh, powerful and very uh, needed. We need also, also to, to be united, to be united, to, to uh, come together, to work together, to think together. If you have any suggestion, come to Sheikh Osama, come to the masjid and tell them, I have a suggestion, I want to do something, any way that we can empower our people with knowledge, with education, with unity, with uh, activities, with uh, workshops, we need that very badly. Uh, we need, my brothers, and especially the young children, talk to your friends, talk to your, uh, to your employees, employers, and give them some books. Unfortunately, unfortunately, we have many books about, not unfortunately, fortunately, we have many books about Islam. For example, Islam in Focus, uh, Towards Understanding Islam, and we spread these books. But do you have any book about Palestine to give it to your neighbor to tell him or her about the story? Do you have? So we need to have some books, some flyers, some yeah, pamphlets to send and to give to our people about Al-Nakba, about Al-Naksa, about Palestine, about Gaza, what is going in Gaza now. We have to have flyers and to tell people, this is the story of our people there. Sheikh, uh, if you would allow me, um, there's some people who want to ask questions. Can we take a few yes, questions? Yes, of course. Of course. Uh, who would like to ask a direct question? Someone in the back over there, go ahead. Alaikum yes. salam Yes, but stand up please, to, to hear you more.
So let me summarize the question for the Sheikh, um, uh, and so everyone could hear what he said. So basically, uh, I see a lot of things being said online that I want to do something about, and I want to respond to. But the concern is, I'm worried if I publish something, that this may harm me in some way, uh, either at work because of my job, or maybe my school for someone else who goes to university. Uh, how should we deal with this, Sheikh? Should we respond publicly? You know, uh, especially in this time, they sent a message for all the companies, for all the schools, for all hospitals, to be sent to the employees and to the students and to the teachers. And I think some of you received some of these messages, which, which are, yani, unfortunately, very biased, very biased, and very far from the truth, talking about the Palestinians, about what did they do in Gaza against the children, and you, you remember that, or you saw that. Uh, and unfortunately, we have many of, uh, uh, many of uh, principals or leaders who lost their job because of their uh, so of there, for example, they did not accept to send this message, or they sent that message a little bit fair with the Palestinians. For example, Akhuna Sad Ahmad is with us here, and we were talking today about one of the principles. He sent that message, but he made it a little bit fair. Even I read that message, I was not uh, comfortable with that message. Now they are against him. They want him to be taken out from, from the, uh, to be principal of that school. You can imagine what is going on. Now, I first, I as a Muslim, I learn, I, I know that أفضل الجهاد كلمة حق عند سلطان الجائر. I have to stand up for the truth. I have to stand up for the right. I have so the best form of jihad is the word of haq. truth by an oppressive ruler. Absolutely. We have to say that truth. Sometimes we lose because of our, of our uh, saying the truth. Regardless, you have to stand up and you have to be the man and of course a woman for that moment and to help your brothers and sisters when it is needed. But you have to say it if you can say it in a very uh, good word, in a, 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 with wisdom, so Allah said, Sometimes it is better not to say the word and to say it in different way or to say it in, in another time. And, uh, to, but you have to use the wisdom. You have to use the wisdom and to make the mizan, the balance. Sometimes, which is more important for me, for the sake of Allah, not for dunya. Not for dunya, for the sake of Allah. Which is more important? To say the truth, to say, to stand up, or to keep silent. My advice to every one of you, to say the truth and to stand up. And there is a book for a man who was a congressman. One of the best friends in the Congress for Muslims, uh, its name, uh, Silence No More. Anybody read that book? Silence No More. 
Uh, anybody read that book? Uh, it was written in early 90s, around 90, 90, maybe four or five. And that congressman was one of the best friends in the Congress for Muslim community. May Allah bless him. I love that man. We invited him uh, in 1997 to give some lectures for Muslims. And he said, silence, he read the book, book for Muslims, silence no more. And see things, Muhasasa. Iktub on silence no more, please. You'll find his name. Keith Ellison? Not, not Keith Ellison. No, Keith Ellison was the first Muslim in the Congress. But that man, his name is uh, Silence we'll no more. Okay. So do, do you think, Sheikh, it's a good idea? Uh, so read that book. So keep talking, especially in America. We, we, we have the right to, to speak the truth. And if somebody prevent me from saying the truth, I have the right to go to the court, to, uh, to talk to care, and please, alhamdulillah, care and the masajid have the right now to defend you and to help you. And alhamdulillah, we have the ability to, to help you in any case. Well, alhamdulillah, we did. Well, alhamdulillah, we won in many times. Uh, something very important. Everybody here has to be member in CARE and in uh, AMB and in uh, there is another uh, organization with AMB what it is called of, of what AG AJ action like the hareki AJ action AJ action is very important to be a part and you have to be on the mailing list of AMB, American Muslim for Palestine, and AG, 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 action. صح? And also to be uh, a part of care. So you receive uh, emails and you are connected with them. So when you have any, any problem, please call care or call the... ICBC, inshallah, we are behind you. Sheikh, would you recommend before anyone decides to publish anything that they give it to Absolutely. someone to review it, um, like a sheikh or someone who's a specialized in yes. the area? Yes, 100%. Uh, I, I would recommend that too. Uh, Absolutely. Get, get it to re be Before reviewed. publishing anything, take uh, another, uh, another uh, idea from your sheikh, from yeah. your teacher, fr from your parent. If you just allow... Huh? There's attorneys who said they would represent people pro bono if they need... Uh, Absolutely. If they need, okay, Jazakallah khair. Um, Sheikh, if, uh, if we could take one question from by the sisters, there's a hand over there. Go ahead, sister. Uh, Sheikh, the question is, why don't the Arab countries unite and defend Palestine? <laughs> they will, inshallah. They will, inshallah. <laughs> Maybe we'll, we'll interview a few of the presidents next time uh, here in the Friday Forum, inshallah. Uh, before we close, any last question? Anyone would like to ask a question? By the way, let me tell you something. The only way 
for us as Muslims to succeed in this world and the hereafter is being connected and established on Islam, to establish Islam in our life. Because of that, because of that, Islam is targeted by Islamophobists, by all other peoples. Islam is the faith of humanity. Islam is the faith of connection with God. Islam is the faith of all people to come together as one family, the family of Adam and the mother Hawa Islam Islam is built on peace for all, justice for all. Islam not the faith of racism or hatred. Unfortunately, they tried to describe or, or to, to say about Islam, this is the faith of so-and-so. But believe me, Islam is the only hope for humanity, the, for all people to solve the problems of humanity without forcing, forcing Islam on anybody because there is no compulsion in Islam. Islam is the faith of making all people together. And you have the right to be Christian, to be Jew, to be Hindu, to be Buddhist. It is your way of life. We don't, we don't, but for us as Muslims, Islam is our life. Islam is our, is more important than the food or drinks or entertainment or living our life. Because if we don't follow the way of Allah, we will live miserable life according to the Quran. وَمَنْ أَعْرَضَ عَنْ ذِكْرِي فَإِنَّ لَهُمْ عِيشَةً ضَنْكَ If you live far away from the teachings of Allah, you will live very miserable life. And this is the situation of Muslim Ummah. We, we are disunited because everyone lives in his way. If we come together on the ways of Allah, on the teachings of the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, Allah said, Your ummah is one ummah, one nation. All people are brothers and sisters in one humanity. Don't be against each other. Be together. Sit down with each other. Solve your problems peacefully. This is the message of Islam. Yes. ما شاء الله الله يفتح عليك يا رب
ما شاء الله تكبير first of all I want to say I'm so proud of you to stand up for the truth and to stand up as a Muslim and to come back to the Sheikh or to your father and say oh my father give me more information to learn about what is going on unfortunately they are full of lies unfortunately so it is the time to discuss these issues with them as friends, as brothers in the same school, let us come together and let us tell them what is right, what is wrong. Maybe he listened to, to lies or something. So CNN. What, CNN. So what is your job? What is your job? Come, come to him and say, my brother, my friend, we are in the same school. We are friends. We are neighbors. We have first to respect one another. Second, let us learn together what is right, what is wrong. If you are right, I will, I will support you. If I am right, you have to support me. Don't be blind. Don't be closed mind. Open your mind. I have to open my mind. So I want you to go back. Come to Sheikh Usama. Sheikh Usama, I heard one, two, three, four. He said so and so. What is that truth? He will empower you with more information, with some, uh, some uh, videos, with some books. And, and inshallah, like you, now when you hear this, it will make you read and, and educate yourself. Right? But, but keep going and read. And inshallah, we will empower you with the information to help you to succeed in your dialogue, in your, uh, in your discussions, bi-idhnillah. And alhamdulillah, we have the truth. Should we stop here, inshallah, Sheikh? Let's become habibi, the rajul. I can't say no for him. Yes, go ahead. Now, if any child or any student of our children bullied by the teacher, by another student or students, please go to your parents, go to the masjid, go to the sheikh, we'll come to the office. We'll put them in touch with care, right? Sheikh? Yes, um, before a care. We, we will help masjid. you. So please, mothers, if you see your children are bullied out uh, by anybody, teacher, principal, uh, friends, it is our job to defend him or her, to help you, insha'Allah, and bi'idhnillah, no one can touch you while we are with you. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Jazakum Allah khair. A true uh, shukur, Sheikh. Uh, wallahi, we really loved it, uh, the time we spent with you, especially hearing about the history of uh, your experience in Palestine. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you and preserve us for us, Sheikh. Uh, I just want to remind everybody, guys, about the rally tomorrow in D.C., it's a national rally. The masjid has buses. They're going out from Fajr time uh, in ICPC Patterson. And then at night, we have the big program, the Qiyam uh, night at ICPC Patterson. Jazakum Allah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.